Good afternoon, my loves. Welcome to Talk and Tea with Amanda, episode six. Thank you so much for joining me today in Talk and Tea. Today is August 25th, 2020. So hard to believe that August has gone by so quickly, just seemed to evaporate. And um, and I have a birthday coming up soon on September 1st. And so it's been uh, quite interesting to watch all the shifts and changes that has been happening to me um, within the weeks preceding my birthday, uh, which I'm all grateful for. So this is our sixth episode of Talking Tea and um, with Amanda, and I continue to be grateful for this unfolding as I'm growing and learning um, in the process and um, allowing myself to, to be held in the space of the unknown, to just really let it all unfold very naturally um, and organically, that it doesn't have to look like a particular way. Um, so I'm excited to get started today. Our topic for today is cleaning. And I'll explain more of what I mean by cleaning after we um, finish our little um, centering exercise with our tea. So my tea today, I'm drinking a yogi tea. Uh, this is a super green antioxidant tea. Um, just got it the other day from Trader Joe's and and it's, uh, it's actually pretty good. And I love the quotes um, that they have on these yogi teas. The quote on this one says, give love, get love. Can't really argue with that. So if you have your tea ready, um, let's go ahead and, and create a container of stillness and silence to invite um, spirit to be here with us and to partake in, in maybe the next 30 minutes or so um, that will go in this podcast. So if you haven't already, find a comfortable place to sit. And just feel yourself dropping into your seat, pressing your back against your chair. Settle in. And as your body settles into the chair, close your eyes. And let all of your attention flow inward. And then begin to notice your breath, just your, your natural spontaneous breath. Breathe in organically through your nostrils. Inhaling, exhaling, feeling this breath of life, inviting it to be your guide, to be your friend, to be your witness. And as you become more aware and conscious of your breath, <clears throat> Allow yourself to become more aware and conscious of your body. Noticing any sensations on your skin, 
And then notice the internal sensations as well. And we call those internal sensations emotions. Notice what you're feeling without trying to grab onto a deeper understanding of what that is. Just This is just all an opportunity to observe. To witness yourself in this present moment. No judgments. No inner critics. Just our opportunity to be. And then when you're ready, go ahead and pick your cup or mug up safely. And let the free hand wrap around the mug. Just feel the heat radiating off of that mug into your palm. You might have to pull your hand away if you've got a really hot cup of tea like I do. I've got to pull my hand away a couple times and put it back on because it's, it's really hot. But just allow sensation, just follow the sensation that you're feeling. What does the warmth remind you of? Can you invite that warmth to travel up your hand into your arms? Let the warmth flow up into your shoulders and your neck and wind in any tension, any rigidity. Let it flow into your face, your jaw, and clench in your teeth, soften in your eyes. Let the warmth flow down into your chest, allowing spaciousness to flow into your lungs so your breath opens and flows a little fuller. Let the warmth touch your heart. Maybe in this moment you can release any, any walls, any restrictions with yourself in this moment. Down into the belly and wind in any uneasiness in your center down into the basin of your hips. Not worrying about moving forward or choosing to pause, but just just allowing the, the warmth to radiate and soften. Let it pour down into your thighs and into your knees, down into your legs and feet. Just noticing this warmth that began in the palm of your hand, 
flowing through your entire body. The whole body warm, as if covered by a nice thick blanket. Feel a sense of safety, feel a sense of being held. And take a deep in-breath. And exhale through the mouth. Find that release. Maybe you've had a long day. Just do that again. Breathe in through the nostrils. Exhale through the mouth. And one more time. Inhale this precious life. Exhale any stress. Now take a moment to smell your tea. Mine has a pretty neutral green tea scent to it, so not much to broadcast there. And when you're ready, let's take a sip. Mm. That felt really good, and I can taste a little hint of licorice in my green tea, actually. Mm. So feel free, make sure you <clears throat> drink throughout our session today. I'm so happy that you're able to join me today um, as we talk about cleaning. <clears throat> so I had this epiphany this morning in my meditation, and I've been having a lot of them lately. Um, you know, August 2nd was, uh, I celebrated the, the third anniversary of my husband's transition and, um, and a lot of grief came up and it's very interesting when I'm in this, uh, when the anniversary looms, my mind sometimes doesn't recognize that the date is approaching, but my body remembers. And I, and I find it absolutely fascinating that, the cellular memory of our body actually is so intelligent. And so when July came around, I started to have like sensations in my body and my breathing even shifted um, where my breathing became uh, a little bit more shallow. And, um, and, I, and I recognized that, oh, breathing is a little difficult. What's, what's happening? What's going on? And and I started to have some sensations in the body. And it wasn't really until the end of July when I was actually in the midst of my living school um, symposium with the Center for Action Contemplation that I looked at my calendar and it dawned on me that August 2nd was the coming weekend. Um, and then it all made sense. And... And it just, and I just broke down and cried all this grief that I'd had stored up that was wanting to be released. There's so many layers to it, right? When you've gone through a traumatic loss, um, there are layers and layers like an onion that are constantly being peeled back, even though years have passed. And I'm grateful for these layers being peeled back in, in a safe um, time space so my nervous system can, um, can handle it and can acclimate um, to all the changes because there's been so many changes. Um, but the idea that 
of cleaning. And when I say cleaning, I'm not talking about physical cleaning, um, but emotional cleaning. So grief for me is a love story, right? It's, it's this expression of love and of loss of that love um, in physical form. And our tears, the sense of physical loss, the ache, the mourning, the wailing, everything that we do is an honor of is in honor of that love story. And so it's 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 a beautiful expression that we do when we go through grief, when we lose someone or something that we've been so deeply connected to um, for a very long time. It's it's almost as if we've lost a piece of ourselves or our that we've identified with. And I know that's very true for me being married for 20 years and being together for 24. That was a huge part. My husband was a huge part of my life. But what I also am finding as I come into this third year, and I think I've been, I've been there before, but now it's becoming crystallized for me, is that grief um, is also acting as an emotional cleanser almost like a detoxifier. And what I mean by that is that since my husband has trans- transitioned, I've been on this journey of a deep inner cleaning. Um, and I've cleaned before emotionally, but what what's happening now is like a deep scurring of places that I might've missed before, maybe the corners or the edges, the baseboards. The, the small spots that we sometimes miss because we're in a rush and we're in a hurry to, to get it all done. Um, and so we might spot treat um, one corner and forget the other section. And so I, I'm finding and, and receiving so much clarity that grief has opened up such a huge portal inside of me. And what it's done is it's invited me to jump in <laughs> And in the moment that that invitation came, I didn't really know what I was jumping into. At that moment, it was the unknown, but I jumped in anyway. Um, but as time moved on, I realized that the invitation was to clean what I had left behind, what I hadn't cleaned yet. And it was all the emotional wounds that were still in need of, te- of tendon. Um, and it's made me realize that I've, I've been in these three years, what I've been doing is stepping into the role of a midwife, right? And so, you know, how a midwife will, um, journey with the mother and and to help, uh, her along the, the, the passage of giving birth. It's the same thing that, happens in this grief journey what i'm doing is that i'm I'm midwife into my my traumas my aches and my pains and I'm, i'm helping it to to give birth to something brand new within me and so i'm i'm tending it tending to it in such a way that i'm holding each of these things so so gently and tenderly like a midwife would, and gently coaxing it to, to push itself out, to bring this, this, this baby out into the world. 
but not aggressively, not with force, but with so much love and so much compassion um, to crown, to allow the head to crown, to come through the birth canal. Um, and I have found that this is a new way um, of witnessing myself, of being with myself, um, the witness and self that holds all of me in love rather than in shame. Um, what these three years have done for me is to look at all of the, the aches and, and wounds of my pain body, of my emotional trauma that I endured as a child, um, is to hold it with so much love and compassion and to hold the inner, the inner child with so much love and compassion. Um, and so there's this, this deep um, movement inward that grief has allowed me to do. Um, and so I have been on this journey of awakening to the trauma of my past, but the awakening is to approach as a friend, as an ally, um, to these traumas with so much love and, and to show up ready to clean the spots that I might've missed. And so I wanna share with you this poem by John O'Donoghue in his book, To Bless the Space Between Us. And I had shared a previous poem before in one of the other podcasts. And it's such a, 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 an amazing book of poetry. And um, you know, I, I suggest that if you haven't picked up a copy yet, that you'll keep this copy, this book by your bedside. And, and the poem here is for someone awakening to the trauma of his or her past. And he says, for everything under the sun, there is a time. This is the season of your awkward harvesting. When pain takes you where you would rather not go. Through the white curtain of yesterdays to a place you had forgotten. You knew from the inside out. In a time when that bitter tree was planted. That has grown always invisibly beside you and whose branches your awakened hands now long to disentangle from your heart. You are coming to see how you're looking often darkened when you should have felt safe enough to fall towards love. How deep down your eyes were always owned by something that faced them through a dark fester of thorns converting whoever came into a further figure of the wrong. You could only see what touched you as already torn. Now the act of seeing begins your work of mourning and your memory is ready to show you everything. Have waited all these years for you to return and know. Only you know where the casket of pain is interred. You will have to scrape through all the layers of covering and according to your readiness, everything will open. May you be blessed with a wise and compassionate guide who can accompany you through the fear and grief until your heart has wept its way to your true self. As your tears fall over that wounded place, may they wash away your hurt and free your heart. May your forgiveness 
still the hunger of the wound so that for the first time you can walk away from that place, reunited with your banished heart, now healed and freed, and feel the clear, free air bless your new face. And I, I love this poem, and when I read it, there was a high resonancy for, for me because I'm like, yes, yes, this is exactly the journey that I've been on, this awakening to the trauma, to the past, to the pain, not to stay there, but to come into that place, to jump into the portal, to be invited in, to clean, to forgive, to heal, to bear witness to this brand new me that is emerging through the birth canal and I can see my head pushing through, <clears throat> crowning. And there's so much gratitude for that. And the big pieces that have been coming up for me during these last three years is all centered around work around my dad. Work around abandonment. My dad died when I was very young and 10 years old. When we first moved to this country from Guyana, he was murdered. And even before he died back in, in Guyana, didn't see him often. He was uh, a military man. And so I always had this, this sense of not feeling like I had a father around. And so I grew up with this sense of abandonment, issues related to him and to his early death. And that created within me this sense of a separation anxiety. And when my husband Hassel died, that completely opened the box of abandonment and of being left alone. And I didn't understand at the time of his death why I was feeling so this heavy heaviness, um, but it wasn't just the grief of his loss, but it was also the grief of losing my father that was accompanying me on this grief journey. And it took me a while to actually understand that I was grieving several losses at the same time. And my pain body, of course, kept reminding me of that. And when we forget mentally, the body remembers. And so it, it, it brought back for me what I've been healing, what I've been cleaning is understanding why I used to show up codependent in relationships. This need to look for a father figure in the men that I was dating in my life, seeking his love through them. It's like the little girl in me was still waiting for the father. And this was huge for me to see that. Huge, huge realization that in all the, the men that I dated, what I was really wanting or looking for was my dad. 
And having that realization helped me to heal that no one could ever take his place. That space is just for him. And just the other day, I had the privilege of last week of working with a couple at work. And I'm not sure if it was guiding both of them through the journey, but it activated something inside of me where I had a a powerful release. Um, I remember waking up, I think it was Wednesday morning, um, around 5 a.m. and I couldn't go back to sleep and there was something just pressing me and I didn't know in the moment what it was, but I stayed with it. I fell into a, fell into stillness, became really quiet and allowed what wanted to be expressed to come forward. And then I could, I felt like I was eight years old inside. And I just allowed that eight-year-old self to come forward. And I I could feel her loneliness. And I can feel her desire for her father, her desire to be held, her desire to be loved, and her not feeling like she was getting those things. And I looked outside My bedroom leads out to a deck outside and I could see that it was starting to, dawn was breaking. And my yoga mat was out on the deck from the previous day and I just decided to walk outside. And not knowing what was about to take place and this is where spirit uh, just was part of the whole process for me as, as always. I just dropped to my knees and I started to sob. Like my whole body, not, not you know, the light sob it, crying that you do, but the, that type of sob where your whole body you're, is just in movement. You're just racked. And it was the eight-year-old me that was crying, releasing everything that she felt and that was never expressed. There was a deep down breaking, releasing. And I could feel the sky getting lighter as I was, as I just continued. I could feel everything that she felt in that moment. All of her sadness, all of her pain, all of her desires to be held, to be wanted. And for the first time, I I gave her permission to express that, her anger. I just gave her the opportunity to express that and to feel so held by the natural elements, the trees that surrounds the house, the lightning of the sky with the sun rising, but yet still a tinge of darkness, dark cover. 
It almost felt as if I was breaking out of this cocoon that I've been in for these last three years. And then what happened next was, again, all such a mystery and yet so beautiful. I began to get a vision of my masculine self reaching and enveloping that little girl in his arms. And so while I can't bring my father back into physical form, the part of me that is father to me also became father to her. And so there was this deep inner healing that, that happened where the masculine helped, the masculine within me helped to heal the wounded feminine within me. And that made me sob even more <laughs> in a beautiful way, right? Because I could see it all unfolding and it's hard to put into words because there's some things that there's not language for, but I'm, I'm doing my best to, to bring that to you. That in that moment last Wednesday, almost a week now, that in an experience I've never had within myself where my divine masculine showed up to honor the divine feminine within. And I sobbed till my nose was all stopped up and, and I didn't care. I was on my knees and it was a moment of surrender for me. And I knew that I was releasing so many layers of, of trauma. And I was so grateful to God for it. So very grateful. And so very grateful for the grief because it's, it's the grief and, and giving myself permission to, to clean that is bringing me to this place where I can move into this beautiful place to live abundantly within myself. And to know that this love that I seek is not out there, but it's already in here, the wholeness that I've always sought out. It's not outside of me, but it's inside of me. And so this idea of cleaning, <laughs> that as we think about how we clean our house and how cleanly our house is, okay, that's also a metaphor for how clean the, the type of work we're willing to do on the inside. How do we clean the inside? And so this idea that I clean so I can live, I clean so I can thrive, I clean so I can feel free, I clean so I can feel grounded, I clean so I don't feel scattered. So we maybe can look at cleaning in a brand new way <clears throat> than we've ever looked at cleaning before. 
and we can honor the cleaning process that we're all going through in this life, that everything is about cleaning. Cleaning the cobwebs out of the corners or up in the ceilings. Now we can do that same cleaning inside. Where are the cobwebs hidden inside of us? Where, where are the mildew stains? Where are the dust balls? Or all of these areas that we tend to neglect within ourselves. We're putting it off and we're waiting for, I'll get to it, to, I'll get to it tomorrow or the next day. But once we can get to this place of saying, yes, I am worthy to clean right now. I am worthy to step into this place of the unknown within myself that scares me so much. But yet I know I, I go not alone into that space. And I can meet myself with so much compassion and so much love. And if I don't love myself, then the mere act of moving towards it each and every day is in and of itself an act of love. It's deep, my loves. It's so deep, this opportunity that we have now more than ever, especially during this time, I feel like we're all cleaning everything that's happening in our world, everything that this pandemic is bringing forward. It's like <clears throat> things are coming out of the casket <laughs> for us to see and clean, to heal, to befriend, to no longer allow fear to, to lead us and to guide us into the unknown. We can walk we are the light, we're walking in the dark and we recognize that as we enter into the dark space that our footsteps are illuminating the path in front of us. We don't know that as we're walking in the dark, but as we continue to trust, the space gets a little lighter and lighter. And so I wanted to, again, to just to bring this idea that the work that you're doing, that the work that you're doing individually, the work I'm doing individually, the work that we're doing collectively, we're all cleaning, getting the broom out, the mop out, whatever you do to, to clean. Maybe it's the steam, the, the steam vac. You know, some spots are a little bit harder than others. But we're given an opportunity now to clean. And, and to give gratitude for whatever that trigger was that has gotten us to this moment, right? So for me, you know, even though, again, I've done work before, this is a deeper cleansing work that's happening now. And it's this loss that I've encountered, the physical loss, right? I do believe that 
my husband is is very much still with me, very much a part of my life. Um, and I can feel that. But his loss just, again, it unsealed these boxes that I had closed and stacked away very neatly somewhere inside of myself, thinking that I was done with those. And I'm so grateful for this work. I'm grateful for, to God for um, being with me as I'm doing this work. Is it easy? No. Is it emotionally terrifying and scary? Yes. But am I curious about who I could become if I dare enter into that uncomfortable space? Big yes. Because what I'm finding is that I wanna live not live to survive, but I want to thrive. I want to play. I want to have fun, adventure. All of it. So as you move into, so we, with September knocking on our door and we move into this, fall, approaching fall, which is, again, sounds so weird to say that we're moving into fall. Where did the summer go? Um, We can look to the areas that we still need cleaning. Every season, there's a opportunity to clean something. My summer season brought an opportunity to to clean and to make peace with everything related to the masculine and my father specifically. And it's been about 40 years since my father has died. And it's taken me this long to, to clean regarding him. Again, it's all happening the perfect right time, right? And I'm grateful that it's now because that means that I could enter into my 50th year next Tuesday a little lighter. Yeah. It's the best birthday present I can ever give myself or that I could receive. Healing a part of me, part of my inner child that simply wanted to have her pain expressed, acknowledged, witnessed, to be held. So it gives one a sense of a new beginning. And I do feel as if that's exactly what I'm entering into. It's a new beginning. And maybe you're there too, right? We have so many new beginnings that are happening for each and every one of us 
um, during this pandemic time. And I'd like to end this, this podcast um, with another poem by John O'Donoghue. And it's, it's titled For a New Beginning. And if you're there, don't be afraid to step over that threshold. Walk into it. Head held high. Smile on your lips. Look back to whatever you're leaving and say thank you. But after you turn around, after you say thank you, keep your head straight forward. Whatever needs to get cleaned will come up on its own very naturally. So you don't have to go digging. (laughs) You don't have to go digging up graves and caskets to see what's next. It'll happen on its own. That's how spirit works. And so yesterday in my meditation, I've been in this liminal space for these last three years in between these two doors, the doors of my past and the door to the new. And yesterday I received the vision of the door in front of me opening. It was beautiful. These ancient doors, they just opened. And the beautiful thing about it is that I was already outside. I was outside the door. But when I looked in, I was already inside. So my future self was already there. It was just not for my physical self to get caught up to that self. So here's a poem for you for a new beginning, if you're on this journey. In out-of-the-way places of the heart, where your thoughts never think to wander, this beginning has been quietly forming, waiting until you were ready to emerge. For a long time, it has watched your desire, feeling the emptiness growing inside of you. Noticing how you willed yourself on, still unable to leave what you had outgrown. It watched you play with the seduction of safety and the gray promises that sameness whispered. Heard the waves of turmoil rise and relent. Wondered, would you always live like this? Then the delight when your courage kindled and out you stepped onto new ground. Your eyes young again with energy and dream, a path of plentitude opening before you. Though your destination is not yet clear, you can trust the promise of this opening. Unfurl yourself into the grace of beginning that is at one with your life's desire. Awaken your spirit to adventure. Hold nothing back. Learn to find ease and risk. Soon you'll be home in a new rhythm. For your soul senses the world that awaits you. John O'Donoghue. And so I, I leave this here with you. I bless you with those these words to find the courage to step into your new, to find the courage to clean, to find the courage to love yourself, to find the courage to be a midwife to yourself, to find the courage to cry and to express and to 
to laugh and to wail and to mourn. The courage to walk through the new door. I leave you with that blessing that you have the courage within you to do just that. To embrace your life in a, in a way that you've never imagined. To become so curious about the adventure that's waiting for you. And to not play it safe. But to take the risk of knowing you. Of seeing you maybe for the very first time. Until next week, I'm wishing you so much love. I'm sending and pouring so much love onto you. Blessings and protection. Stay well, stay healthy, stay strong. This is Amanda Brutus Phillips with Talk and Tea with Amanda. Always such a pleasure to sip tea with you. Namaste.